everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the preview show where we're going to take a quick look at Bayern Munich's Bundesliga game this weekend against Union Berlin in what should be a pretty entertaining match, especially considering uh, the absolute debacle that Bayern Munich found itself in against Borussia Mönchengladbach and the DF, DFB Pokal where Bayern was uh, shellacked by Gladbach 5-0. So this should be a Bayern Munich team looking to get back on the right track. But let's take a quick look <clears throat> at the recent form of both teams. And we'll start with Union Berlin, who will be hosting Bayern. Union currently sits at fifth, in fifth place of the Bundesliga table. They have a record of four wins, four draws, and one loss. They've scored 13 goals while allowing 10 in the league. Over the course of their last five games, they have three wins, one draw, and one loss. That loss was a 4-2 defeat at the hands of Borussia Dortmund back on September 18th. Union Berlin went ahead to pick up three consecutive wins, one over Armenia Bielefeld, Mainz, and Wolfsburg, and in their latest Bundesliga match, Union Berlin earned a 1-1 draw with VfB Stuttgart. So uh, Union has been very solid. I mean, they are uh, a good Bundesliga team. Now, they don't have the big names that you would expect. Obviously, their biggest draw is probably Max Krusa, and he is uh, a good player. I mean, he is a, a player that definitely warrants – attention from other teams but overall this is a team that uh they're pretty fearless and i think that's kind of what defines them as a squad they don't really realize who they are i mean this is not a team full of stars and they don't accept that they can't compete with the roster they have so uh they're one of the more intriguing teams in the league now last season they were known a little bit more for their offense and they're I don't want to say reckless but it was really uh, a focus on offense and not so much on defense which which often left them in shootouts or prone to uh, letting in goals at inopportune times still they were a good team and they have followed through and improved and currently find themselves in fifth place behind only Bayern Dortmund SC Freiburg and Leverkusen so I don't, I don't know if anyone would have picked that top five after nine weeks, uh, after nine match days for the Bundesliga, but here we are. So Union Berlin will be a formidable opponent. And why that's key is because Bayern Munich is really picking itself off the canvas, canvas right now because Gladbach just put a beat down on them. And, and it's really curious you know, to know how this Bayern team or to see how this Bayern team is going to react. Um, obviously, just so much has been going on off the field that you really can't account for how that's affecting the squad. So one, you you had Nagelsmann, Julian Nagelsmann, uh, test positive for COVID-19. That's obviously taken him out of the mix, uh, not completely because he's operating from his kitchen data center, as he calls it, but he's not interacting in person day to day with the team that's probably had a little bit of an effect um you've had the whole luca hernandez ordeal 
and whether he was going to jail or not, I still can't believe that was the thing. Um, but you know, that was hanging over the, the team's head. You also have the vaccine controversy with Joshua Kimmich, someone who spearheaded a, a movement to combat the spread of COVID-19 as one of the people and, and to really help nullify the effects financially by helping those in need uh, with his campaign. But he's one of the players, one of the five players who is not vaccinated on the squad. And whether you feel one way or the other about that, it doesn't really matter. The fact is it has brought a lot of media attention onto the squad, probably at a time where they don't need it. So uh, there is a lot going on and that's not even not even factoring in all of the transfer rumors where you have Quarantan Taliso, Mikhail Cuisance, Mark Roca, uh, all prominently involved in transfer rumors. Uh, Kingsley Coman, Nicholas Sula, also involved. Um, you've got the ongoing contract negotiations with Serge Gnabry. And as always, you always have Robert Lewandowski involved in one way or another as Pini Zahavi is working his magic, trying to get the word out that Lewandowski might be available no matter what the striker himself says. So there's always something going on with Bayern Munich, but right now it just seems like they have a lot, maybe a little more than they can handle. And, uh, you know, I'll call it what it is. I thought they, against Gladbach, they looked unfocused. They looked lethargic. They did not look ready. And that was the absolute wrong team to take that approach against. Uh, Union Berlin, while not as strong as Gladbach, could offer the same type of reaction if Bayern Munich comes into the match as a wounded animal. Uh, You know, if they don't look good, if they don't look like they're able to to run if they don't look like they're able to attack Union Berlin will take advantage of that. So I think it's going to be key that Bayern Munich one establishes things very quickly and gets on the attack with a very hard and high press and really goes after the ball. But even before they get to the tactics on the pitch, they're going to have to figure out who the best 11 are to play in this match. And that's the primary thing we're going to talk about right now is how do you rotate now? I mean, you had ample opportunity to rotate over the past few weeks, and Nagelsmann has been rolling the dice and not doing it as much as he probably should have. Uh, I would anticipate that Leon Goretzka will not start this match. I just think he was coming off of being sick, uh, left the Gladback match with what looked like a knock, uh, it probably looks like a good time to to get him back to 100%. So rest day for him might not be so bad. Uh, who exactly Nagelsmann will pinpoint for that role is uh, up for debate. Uh, and we'll talk about that when we look at the lineups. But right now, Nagelsmann has to figure out who and how to rotate these players because it's a mess right now. And he's clearly got some tired players. Uh, one of them being Joshua Kimmich, who no matter what he says and what he does and what he looks like on the pitch, he needs a break. Uh, they are going to run him into the ground. He needs someone to save him from himself. So hopefully Nagelsmann can step up and do that. So here is a completely wild and random guess at how Bayern Munich is going to line up. Uh, as much as I think everyone that was in that starting 11 against Gladback needs a rest. It's not feasible. So 
we will see Manuel Neuer in that. Um, Neuer really couldn't do anything in that match. He was left hung out to dry so much against Gladbach. Uh, I wouldn't say the goals were his fault at all, which is very unfortunate. He was victimized by his back line. And oh, that back line. Uh, <laughs> that is where we'll start off. So uh, obviously Alfonso Davies, did not, he did not have a, a good match and he was subbed off uh, uncharacteristically early. Uh, Davies over the past couple of seasons. And again, I feel like anytime you criticize Davies, people jump all over you, but he hasn't been great. He's had flashes of brilliance, but he's been very inconsistent. Um, and, and not what we saw two years ago. And it's not that he can't be that. It's not that he won't be that. It's that right now he is not that. And people need to accept that. It's okay to criticize him. He's, he's not infallible. Um, you know, he's given a role on this team where he's basically allowed to freelance offensively without having as much defensive responsibility. The problem is he hasn't been all that effective as an offensive player consistently. Yes, there have been flashes of brilliance in his offensive play, but I think that his role should be scaled back a little bit, provide a little bit more stability to that back line because clearly they need some. And, uh, you know, to use him in, in this freelancing role, I'm just not sure if he's ready to do that full time yet. I'm not saying they need to restrict him completely, but they need to scale him back a little bit. Now, where this all goes at center back is very interesting because because Dayo Upamakano was absolutely terrible. I mean, terrible against Gladbach. That was the worst he's ever looked, at least to me. And I watched that debacle against Erling Haaland last year. Luca Hernandez was was also terrible <laughs> against Gladbach. So neither one of those players are are, are really like warranting another start at this point, but I think that they will get one. At least one of them will get one because Nicholas Sula came in and while he was involved in one uh, miscommunication fiasco goal in the second half, still think he's the best option. He is the best center back on this team and he needs to be on the pitch. Not really sure what happened in the Gladback match. I think a lot of people could have looked at that as the perfect game for Sula to come in and establish himself early. And it, just seems that Nagelsmann played uh, a, a riskier style uh, by using Upamakano, who has a history of struggling against physical strikers. So uh, I think we'll see Sula and Hernandez as much as uh, I think Nagelsmann will want to put Upamakano right back on the pitch. I think it's time to sit him down and get him a break. Upamakano was very frustrated in the second half of that game. He picked up an early yellow easily could have picked up another yellow. He was not, he lost his discipline. It's not as much a knock on him to sit him in, in this one as it is to just get him ready for the Benfica match. So I think that that would be a smart move at right back. Again, Benjamin Pavard was not great against Gladback. Uh, he was okay. He was the best of the four defenders in the first half, but his play slipped in the second half as well. I would anticipate that we're going to see Josip Stanisic in that role now, again, I, I fall for this every week in thinking Stanisic is going to start over Pavar. What we could see is Sula at right back with Hernandez and Upamakano at center back. Um, but again, I'll go with Stanisic because I, I, I just think they need to rotate and they need to rest some players. And Stanisic uh, is a guy who could go and give them some minutes. He's younger, he's fresh, 
and he's versatile. So I think this would be a good spot for him. In the central midfield, they won't sit Kimmich, even though they should. And this is annoying to me because uh, I was one of those people on the Kimmich bandwagon very early in his career. I have immense respect for his game. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal player. He needs a break. He is running himself into the ground. Even if it's one match, he needs to sit, but he won't. So we will see Kimmich and probably Marcel Sabitzer. It wouldn't shock me to see Quentin Tolisso, but uh, given the recent rumors that Tolisso will undoubtedly be going away from Munich next summer, uh, it just seems like Sabitzer is the call here and they need to start to see some return on that investment that they made on him. I wrote pretty extensively about Sabitzer and how he's been slow to acclimate to Bayern Munich uh, earlier this week. And uh, I still feel the same way. I feel like this is taking longer than it should. I understand that there's always a transition period. This was not exactly a soft landing. I mean, Sabitzer's going from being the lead dog at RB Leipzig to being the third wheel in Bayern Munich central midfield behind Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. So I, I just don't know at this stage if I'm Marcel Sabitzer if I'm regretting this move because I'm clearly not getting the kind of playing time that I, I probably need at this stage in my career, or, or if, uh, you know, I've just got my eyes on the prize and think I can win a Bundesliga title and a Champions League title at this point, obviously the Pokal is out of the question. So we'll go with Sabitzer and Kimmich in midfield at wing. This is another area where Sané and Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry started against Gladbach and they, they didn't look good. Uh, I'll be quite honest about it. Um, they were okay. Gnabry was probably slight better than, than Sané. Again, they're not bad players. They did not have a good match. Uh, I would probably not use either player at this point and try and give them some rest. So that's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to say we're going to see Jamal Musiala and Kingsley come on. Now, one thing to keep an eye on is Musiala, because about a week ago, we saw a story come out that Nagelsmann does not consider Musiala a wing, which is all well and good to have that opinion, except he was the team's best wing for about a calendar year. So uh, it's, it's very, well, okay, I'm exaggerating with that, maybe about six to eight months. Either way, Musiala brings something to the table in terms of creativity that the other wings don't. And I don't want to say that he's better than them. I'm just saying at times over the past six to eight months, he has been more impactful than they have. And I think that this is a perfect match to get him involved and let him impact the game. Now, the problem is if Knucklesman does not see Musial as a wing and truly does see him as strictly a replacement for Thomas Muller down the line, what do you do with this kid? You can't leave him on the bench and give him 20 minutes here and 15 minutes there. He's too good for that. I don't understand the quick shift in thinking. I don't really get what's going on. I don't know if this is some kind of ploy to try and keep the threesome of Sané, Gnabry, and Coman happy. I just don't get it. And, um, you know, I would love to hear the thought process and hear someone elaborate on exactly why Musiala is kind of being pushed out of that wing rotation. Either way, I'll go against the grain here and pick Musiala and Coman as my wings. Uh, in the middle, 
it would be great to give Thomas Muller a rest. It really would, because at his age, and I'm saying at his age, I'm way older than he is. Uh, but at his age, he, he needs more downtime. He looked really slow and lethargic against Gladback. Um, did not look like himself. Was not crisp on the ball. Just decision-making was slow. He looked like a tired player. He looked like an, a veteran battling heavy legs. And I just don't think that Byron's going to give him a day off. I understand he's vital to the squad. I understand how important he is and the difference he makes just being out on the pitch. But when most of the squad is feeling as bad and playing as bad as they looked against Gladback, can't afford to have a tired uh, Thomas Muller in the middle of the pitch, trying to direct the press, trying to press himself when he just doesn't have the legs to do it. But Either way, we will see Mueller again, I'm sure. And just like we will see Robert Lewandowski again, because Eric Maxim Chupomoting uh, picked up a knock in training, and it looks like he will miss some time. So uh, that veteran duo in the center of the attack on offense, um, they're going to be out there. So it wouldn't shock me at some point, maybe around the 60-minute mark, to see Musiala shift into Moeller's role and then see either Coman, I'm sorry, either Sané or Gnabry pop in there, uh, or to see Tolisso jump into that role for Moeller. Either way, I think Moeller will get the first 60 at least and then be subbed out. This is tough. Um, it's not ideal. I think that some of us have been watching this and, and seeing that this lack of rotation is going to be an issue, and, and that has totally come to fruition at this point. I think Nagelsmann that has, has had one flaw, and that's it. And I think he needs to correct it, and he still can, but he's got to start doing it now. He can't wait any longer. So as far as a prediction goes, I will say it will be Bayern Munich 3, Union Berlin nil. I think that Bayern is going to come out and prove a point. I think that they will be tired. I think that the lineup is not going to be uh, as sharp as it normally would be. But let's just say that this is a match where Bayern's toughness is going to be tested. And I think they will rise to the occasion. So 3-1 Bayern Munich. Uh, and that'll about do it for this podcast. So be sure to tune Two Bavarian podcast works for all of our normal shows. We've got the flagship, the previews, of course, the post games and the weekend warm ups are four shows per week. Typically on these English weeks, you get <laughs> a lot more than that. So uh, we love bringing you all of the coverage. Uh, also check our blog at Bavarian Football Works. We are covering everything Bayern in Germany. As far as following us on social media, you can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams. And you can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.